Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, I'm happily chilling this week, Tyler. Mike, you're chilling? Yeah, I'm pretty good, chilling right now. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a relaxing week so far. I think we've both been looking forward to the uh, Oscars for quite some time now. And since that happened this previous Sunday, we saw both saw the show, we saw some of the speeches. And, well, just like last year, it's time to talk about what happened. So That's true. Let me just start off with uh, one of the negatives, if you don't mind, Tyler. Sure, go ahead. I really wish that there were just more musical performances, because there really wasn't enough this year. There was just, you know, maybe like 15 musical performances. Yeah, you're right. Because like after Elton John performed and then like they finished, they had their like rush out the rest of the awards. I was like, you really couldn't have time for one more musical number? Really? Right. Right. Because, you know, we're there to watch musical numbers. This this is the Grammys, right? Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. sorry. The the winners here says Oscar, not Grammys. Oh, damn. Damn, you know what? Then that that makes even more sense why they had so many musical numbers. Mm. You know what? Let, let, let's get Adina Menzel to sing some Frozen songs again, too, for the fucking sixth year in a row. Really good in Uncut Gems, but I'll tell you what, she's even better at singing a Frozen song, so let's just milk that cow and fucking passes out. All right, so, yeah, obviously, let's talk about how the actual show was produced, as you can tell, if you can't tell from our dry sarcasm. Uh, we weren't a fan of the many musical numbers. And I understand it's tradition the best original song gets performed during the show. I get it. However, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And keep it to four to five songs. Fine. We don't need fucking Eminem doing it. It's Lose Yourself. It's a fantastic song. Love it. We don't need it in the middle of the Oscars. Sorry. It's just kind of random. And while the opening number was good, I mean, maybe cut that out as well. Yeah, I mean, there was just too many. Like, I get it, they were trying to fill time, but I feel like they wasted a lot of time, and we well, cut out a lot of people's, like, speeches because of it. Yeah, no, it was like, oh, you're, like, like, like you said, oh, they're trying to fill time. The Oscars is supposed to be three hours, and obviously ABC will let it run long as needed, but it finished at three and a half hours. The producers for the show did not keep stuff tight enough, and they were cutting off at the wrong point. Like, one of the trophies toward the end was the uh, costume designers. Right, so you had a guy and two girls go up stage. The guy talks for like a minute and a half. As soon as the girl goes up to speak, lights off, cut the commercial. It's like really like, and then for best picture for Parasite, they almost did the exact same shit, but the crowd stood up and it's like, no, no, let him speak up. So I'm like, thank you. Like someone has some common sense here. I thought last year was fine with no host, but obviously you can tell now last year worked great because they had nothing planned, so they just did the awards, did the songs. And they just let it happen. I thought it was great. This year, obviously, the producers felt they needed to fill up that time, which we got a small comedy monologue from uh, Steve Martin and Chris Rock, which I thought was fine. I yeah, that was fine. fine. But you have to think, like, you had a big musical number that was on for, like, five minutes. You kick off the show. Then you have the comedy monologue for another four or five minutes. So between commercials, you're 15, 20 minutes into the Oscars. You haven't given out an award. So... I think the pacing of the show was really bad. Like you said, too many musical acts. And yeah, they really, if they're going to, I think they should keep going with no host. I think that's a great idea. But they should let the speeches breathe for themselves. These people have worked hard. They're getting their moment. We want to be inspired by them and be happy for them. 
that doesn't work if we got to cut the commercial every five minutes. That's correct. Uh, Mike, was there anything else you wanted to add in about the uh, about how the show was run? I thought the stage was nice. Yeah, no, everything else was really good. It's just that, like you said, they were rushing in all the wrong spots. Yeah. Like, if they cut out even one musical number, that would have saved a lot of time and actually given the people who won the awards their time to shine and speak and, you know, appreciate the fact that they won and their hard work has paid off. But apparently that's not as important as yeah, a musical number. Yeah, not. All right, so now that uh, how the actual show went is over, let's talk about the winners. I think one that was actually surprising to me was Best Animated Feature with Toy Story 4 winning. I was a little surprised because for the Golden Globes, uh, The Missing Link won the stop-motion movie. And I took that as, okay, obviously with Frozen 2 not even being nominated, the animation field is kind of weak this year. I thought The Missing Link would actually get the Oscar and the that small studio would actually get some proper recognition. It didn't happen. It went to a Disney film again. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I mean, I haven't seen the, uh, what was it, The Missing Link? Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Uh, stars Hugh Jackman. He's in it. I mean, Toy Story 4 was really good. It was. It, it kind of kept up the whole feeling of Toy Story. You know what I mean? Like, you haven't once walked into a theater, watched Toy Story, and you feel like it's completely changed and like they completely messed with the formula and screwed it up. Like they've kept it consistently good. Yeah. I was just kind of hoping because like the, uh, the Disney movie, I mean, Toy Story 4 is good, but like if there was one year where Disney doesn't win because of all the animated movies, they pump out that this would have been the year, you know? Well, didn't last year they not win. Um, yeah. Didn't, uh, into the spider verse win. Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah. I kept thinking Incredibles 2 won. I was like, no, I don't think so. Okay. Into the Spider-Verse. Ah, well, I guess I had to give it back to Disney. You know, make sure I don't get too upset. Yeah. Uh, was there any, uh, before we get to the big ones, because there was quite a bit of news, uh, was there any of the smaller awards given out that surprised you? Deserved, undeserved? Not really. Okay. Honestly, the Oscars seemed pretty fair this year. They were. They were. There was not one movie that was, I mean, there was one that kind of dominated, but... For the most part, a lot of the Best Picture nominees got something. Yes. And, and like, got it, it's not like they didn't make sense either. Like, you're just, like, out of left field, like, what? How did that win? Mm-hmm. It, like, it all kind of seemed very spot on. I know one movie for me that stood out was uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And I was curious about it from the trailers. Like, I, I don't hate the idea of the movie. But hearing all the great reviews, it got Best Picture nominee. And then for editing, anyway, it did win. Like, it, it does... Technically, it has two Oscars now. So, you know, I'm definitely gonna more inclined to give it a watch and see. But, I mean, you tell me at the beginning of last year, Ford versus Ferrari, like, that's going to be nominated for Oscars? I mean, I wouldn't think about it. It's a racing movie. But yeah. yeah. But at the same time, when you get some names like Christian Bale. Matt Damon. Yeah, I was going to leave that one out there. Um, oh, uh, you, James Christian Mangold. Bale, it's it's going to... As Christian Bale, or as Joaquin Phoenix said during his Golden Globe speech, is can you please just put it, bring in like a bad performance once, just phone it in just yeah. once, because Christian Bale is known to give great performances. He doesn't oh, necessarily, absolutely. but his performances will always be spot on. Well, I think also I think a big thing for this also is the director James Mangold. He did do Logan, you know, 
And that was one of the few superhero movies up until obviously the past year or two where it got some recognition with a screenplay nomination. So the fact that he came back with another movie, got even more nominees, actually won some trophies. Good on them. I know. Speaking of. Yep. I was going to say, speaking of screenplay, I think this would be a good time to segue into uh, the kind of shocking surprise. Oh, I was surprised by both screenplay uh, winners. But yeah, go go with uh, who you're going to talk about. Taika Waititi actually won the Oscar for Jojo Rabbit. Was that best adapted screenplay? I believe it was. Yes. Which is outstanding for him. I'm extremely proud of the guy because he's kind of, he became a no-name director and shot to stardom real fast. Because he usually did like kind of quirky things like what we do in the shadows. And then he got his big break doing Ragnarok, which was a huge success. Then he does this movie, gets an Oscar for it. So really, he's only got three major films that are pretty much out there. And the third one he gets an Oscar for. Yeah, no, it is it is crazy. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he's been around, he's done some stuff, but then quickly rose, like you said, because Ragnarok came out 2017. And back then, he was just known for... You know what? What we do in the shadows. So in less than about three years, he makes one blockbuster movie, makes another movie, wins an Oscar for that movie, and is now making Thor four. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at his uh, filmography, he's mostly directed like some TV shows, some shorts, but no real big films. Yeah. So like him breaking into the film universe and being extremely successful at it, because everyone seems to like the his way style. he directs. Yes, his style. And apparently the way he writes as well. Well, Also, we can't drop out the fact that he helped out with Mandalorian, directed an episode or two, plays a voice okay. character. And obviously I'm... there's been rumors now for the past few weeks where uh, Disney is trying to court him for a Star Wars movie, which I understand why. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing it. So for Watiti, he went up against the Irishman, Joker, Little Women, and the Two Popes to win that award. I thought it would have been The Irishman because with Scorsese, it's a movie that's, you know, been talked about for years. If you're going to give him something, that's what you give him. But no, Irishman got shut out. Yes, it did. I mean, let's be serious. The the script for The Irishman wasn't anything special. True, true. It was a pretty, honestly, boring script. The dialogue seemed very elementary, not to the elementary style of, like, Venom, but... Compared to a Scorsese movie, it just didn't really have it. Because dialogue in Scorsese movies are huge. This mm. one, not really. I'm also curious how they judge the screenplays. Because I wonder, like, okay, with the actions as they as he describes it are fine. That the how they talk is fine, but it's a three and a half hour movie. How many pages do you think that actually is? They might feel the screenplay's too bloated, so they it doesn't get a vote. I was surprised with the original screenplay with Parasite winning. Uh, I really thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would probably get that. Um, or if not that, then Marriage Story. But Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Parasite was a pretty big movie this year, and it was, from all accounts, groundbreaking. It was. Uh, I, I think it was the story and obviously how they how they turned that movie inside out. Obviously, I'm, I'm happy it did win. I just thought, I mean, Jesus, even I thought Knives Out might have had a chance, though. That would have been funny seeing Ryan Johnson, Johnson get an Oscar. Yeah, uh, I can see all the uh, 
all his Star Wars haters just loving that moment. But yeah, I think yeah, like we said earlier, the awards were pretty pretty even. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Joker each won two apiece. Uh, obviously, Parasite got the most with four. I thought cinematography cinematography for 1917 was well deserved. That's one that stood out to me, but also was kind of obvious. So I guess before we talk about Parasite, let's talk about the acting noms. Um, so if you don't know how the award season works, there's a bunch of smaller awards that work up to the Oscars, and there is no shock here. Consistently, it's been Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, uh, Laura Dern, and Renee Zellweger, all four winning the majority of trophies. They all got their Oscars tonight or a few days ago. So I guess, uh, Mike, what would you think of the speeches since... There's no surprise winner. Speeches were pretty good. I mean, Joaquin blew it out of the park. He gave a very moving and emotional speech. Mm-hmm. Especially with the shout-out to the brother. That was very yeah. nice. Laura um, Dern's speech was also very good and emotional, yeah. emotionally moving as well. Um, I thought Brad Pitt's was was good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Brad Pitt. He's I, th- I think he's had better ones. I, I think he had more yeah. funny, raunchy ones like... Uh, from like uh, the Golden Globe stuff, making fun of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like, he yeah, obviously, this is yeah. the Oscars. You can't really. It, yeah. like he makes a political political. joke right at the beginning. He takes his shot, but then yeah, he, he kind of kept it clean, which I get. I get. Yeah, and you know, it's all these actors and actresses. They did deserve their Oscars. I will say that because uh, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it, he kind of made the movie. Oh, he was a star in the movie. Yeah, even though he was a supporting role, he kind of stole it. Especially with his acting at the end. Outstanding. And obviously, Joaquin, uh, we don't even need to go that further. If you want to hear us talk about that, you can just listen to any one of our other podcasts involving awards and the Joker. All all we say is that that movie lives and dies on that performance, and he killed it. Correct. Uh, I mean, the only speech I, I thought was pretty bad which it didn't help because we were running out of time is renee zellberger's speech right like it, it started off fine thanking people and all that and then it just went kind of went into this, i don't know it was a gender message or political message like she wasn't it wasn't a good speech because yes joaquin joaquin speech kind of went over to play like all over the place like vegan message wise at least he has an excuse for you've seen it before he does you know, he's really nervous making speeches in front of huge crowds. It has been seen. And you know he's going to make a political message, which he did. But for Renee Zellweger, it's just, I just didn't know what she was going on about. And then, obviously, at that point, the producers weren't trying to get her off the stage. So I feel she kind of wasted some time, really. Yeah. But I'm not going to blame her on that. That's more on the music performances and how many there were. Uh, um, I have yeah. to say the most humbling speech, speeches that were given were from... I'm going to botch his name, so I'm not even going to try. The director of Parasite. Yes, uh, Bong Joon-ho, I think. Yes. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. His speeches uh-huh. were always extremely pleasant. He gave cr- credit and a lot of props to everyone he went up against, you know, as well as thanking Martin Scorsese um, for being such an influence to him throughout his entire directing career, as well as thanking Todd Phillips, and who's who's the guy that directed nineteen seventeen? Uh Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes as they both put out amazing works as well. So he was very humble, you know, despite winning four Oscars that night. Yeah. 
No, I, so, I, I thought those speeches were good. He definitely pulled a Joaquin with majority of speech thanking the other uh, nominees and praising yeah. them. And, which, which is nice to see because, you know, who knows? It might inflate his ego going further, but at least tonight he was very humbled and gracious. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be inflated. I mean, he's been making films for 15, 20 years. This was his big moment. So, I mean, I saw stories where uh, digital sales of Parasite after winning Best Picture on iTunes and Voodoo shot up 400%. Damn. That shot up 400%. Tickets on Fandango are up 200% for seeing theaters. And now people are hearing about him for the first time. They're buying Snowpiercer with Chris Evans. They're buying his Blu-rays of older movies. So he's getting a big bump now. And people are going to recognize his work more. But one thing that stood out in, I think, the director's speech was we got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference in an Oscar speech. We did. This, guy, know this guy's that. a film buff through and through. Yeah, I don't necessarily know why we got that. Because he wanted to chop yeah. it up. Yeah, no, I, I get that, but he could have just said a regular chainsaw. You didn't have to go into that. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the interpreter added that in, but, you know. No, because I'm pretty sure I heard him say Texas. Okay. Okay. Something close to Texas. I got to say, that interpreter has been on the ball the entire time watching this guy's speeches at the award shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to say Texas in Korean, but I, I'm going to assume it kind of sounds like Texas. It's it just does. one of those words that no matter what country you're in, it just kind of sounds the same. All right. So, speaking of Parasite, uh, Parasite broke new ground, made history last night, a few nights ago. And I, I will say the pacing of the awards helped make the moment special. So in case anyone didn't watch it live, the screenplay win was up first. So it's like, okay, surprise win, welcomed, all that. He's up the first time. Then international film, that was a guaranteed given. So, okay, fine. He's up there again, takes the second Oscar. And then he says it when he wins Best Director. That's where the first shock is. He didn't expect him to be back up again because everyone thought after international film, they're done. So the fact that he won Best Director surprised everyone made that great speech that we were just talking about so at this point it's like okay well you've got all those 1917 will probably get the other one or hollywood to balance it out and jane fonda opens up the envelope and looks at them for a second she looks over at the parasite crowd and they win so it is the first foreign language film to win best picture also the first combo to win international film and best picture and yeah it's it was a happy surprise for me. Personally, especially after I saw 1917 a few days ago, it was good. But I thought personally Joker was better. If Uncut Gems was nominated, that would have been better. And obviously Parasite was better. So no offense to Sam Mendes, but I'm happy 1917 didn't win. Mike, I know you haven't seen the movie yet. I know I keep hounding you too. What did you think about the, uh, the shocking win? Um... Well, to me, it's not that shocking because even without seeing the movie, just knowing the reviews of it, it kind of seemed like it was going to go in that direction. And how I won't just, shut up about it? Well, not just you, but it's all over the country. Yeah. You know, I've never seen people so active about a film that they had to read subtitles for. Usually that's unheard of. People think people are like, all right, well, it's going to be English subtitles, so I'm not even going to bother watching that. Because a lot of people don't like to read when they're watching a movie. That's true. So after getting through all the hype about the film, despite its setbacks of, you know, the majority of people don't want to read, 
it kind of seemed like it was going to win. Yeah, I guess in hindsight, the hype was there. But I think people were more worried because, again, based on the actors winning the awards, 1917 won a lot of the key awards that would predate the best picture. So while Parasite at the end caught up in hype and was a you know clear front runner, for the most of the time, it was 1917s to lose, and well, they did lose it. Uh, but you mentioned about the subtitles. I never mind subtitles because of some of the shows I watched. They're not in English, so I'm just used to it. But the director did say at his Golden Globe speech that if you get over past the one-inch barrier of subtitles, you'd be introduced to a world of great filmmaking. And I think Parasite might be the film to break that barrier. I think you, so. If you have people... I went to see Parasite fucking New Year's Day in the afternoon. Theater was packed and people were sitting on the steps. Like, it didn't win any major awards yet. And it's a fucking packed theater for a Korean movie. And now, you know, I just told about the sales numbers shooting through buildings. You know, 400%. Like, it's crazy. So I hope, my personal hope is that more international films get the recognition they deserve. And I see people complaining, oh, well, one international film, it shouldn't win. It shouldn't be nominated for Best Picture. I think that's bullshit. If it's the Best Picture of the year, the Oscars are the Super Bowl. If this is the best best picture around the world, it should win. That's it. I don't know. Do, do you feel if a movie wins Best International Film, it shouldn't be win Best Picture? No, I don't. Like I feel a great compromise would be Best Domestic Film, and that's it. Right? Yeah, but I mean, if you want to even it out, it's it's Best Picture of the Year, so it doesn't matter where the film comes from. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I don't think it should matter, but people, I've seen some complaints where, oh well, it was in Best International Film, it shouldn't be nominated for best picture but if it's the best picture of the year you're right it shouldn't matter where it comes from it's clearly the best picture of the year it won the award and yeah that's that's my take on it i've only seen a few people talk about that but i am happy more people are starting to get around watching parasite because it's a fantastic movie and yeah i do hope i hope this isn't the last time in say like 20 years right because i will say the oscars do flip you know, flip back and forth on the movies they picked. So, like, we had Moonlight a few years ago. Good pick. But then from there, we went to Green Book. But now we're back with Parasite. So, I don't know. So, do you have uh, any more thoughts on the Oscars? No. I think I'm uh, all tapped out. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're obviously in an agreement. Uh, the awards were fairly given out. Uh, there wasn't a big snub or... Um, yeah. I, I feel there was... Everyone, everyone who won was deserving. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I look forward to talking about the Oscars this time next year with new crop of movies. Hopefully, as strong as last year was. 2019 has been the strongest year of movies since, at least for me, 2016. So I hope 2020 can keep up. But uh, who knows? It might. Or it might not. Yeah, we'll see. Only time will tell. All right. So, Mike, if anyone has any thoughts on the 2019 Oscars, where should they let us know? Well, as always, we want to know what you guys thought. Did we miss anything? Was there a snub in your opinion? Let us know. Either email us at entertainmentexpansionoutlook.com or come on down to the Inner Circle. Follow our Instagram page. Leave us a comment. Send us a direct message. Go ahead, slide right in there. It's quite all right. And finally, check out our YouTube channel where we go over a decent amount of these movies that we were just talking about today. As always, we look forward from hearing from you. Yeah, YouTube channel, obviously, is a great spot. We have the uh, 
where we talked about the nominees. So if you want to see what we thought about all the movies during that point, go right ahead and click on that one. And then for, yeah, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker and Irishman, actually, three of them, uh, we have full breakdown discussion videos on those. So take a look at those. But that'll be it for this week's special episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.